Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Welcome, Loved, and Care For podcast. We are back for episode two. My name's Nick. Woo-hoo. My name's Nicole. I'm Steven. I'm Nick. We have Nick Nicastro here with us as our special guest. And we are so excited because today we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to laugh a lot. We're going to talk. And to kick off our time together, we've got special treats. We got special treats. <laughs> no, you can't use that. Special treats. <laughs> you can't no, use that. No, we've got special treats. Okay, 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 okay. Snacks? Come on. Wow. So I got to do this all the thing again? No, no, no I no, guess no. you don't no, have to. You don't, have, don't do it again. No, it's yeah, fine. It's too late now. No, I'll do it again. No, no, okay, no, 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 who you are, we hope you feel welcome, loved, and cared for here at the Welcome, Loved, and Care For podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Nicole. I'm Steven. Okay. <laughs> and that is Nick Nicastro. He's going to be our special student guest uh, for our time together today. Uh, the, the purpose of each and every podcast is that we would come together uh, and recognize God's great love for us. And we do so by pointing to his promises in his word and just have a lot of fun in the process. So we're so glad you're here. Uh, today, we're going to start our time off with some schniacks. And uh, if you're not from our youth group, we hope you uh, would come and visit us and be a part of it. But we like to call snacks schniacks. Uh, and so we have <laughs> munchkins today. <laughs> munchkins. What kind of munchkins? Uh, we have we have only the best, only the best munchkins. The the, the reason, oh. <laughs> the only the, you you don't like jelly. No. Can I can I pick what I think is your favorite munchkin? Oh yeah. Wait wait I want to pick what I think his favorite munchkin is. Oh, go ahead. And I, I think def- it's a powdered it's, sugar one. It's definitely jelly. No. It's a trick. I think it's like that glaze glaze. <laughs> no, that's jelly. That's no, not jelly. It's just got jelly that's on glazed. it. Glazed. Nah, he loves the jelly. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's why it's not at twenty-five. Yeah. So the the Munchkin count has significantly <laughs> decreased. Mostly because of me. Yeah. I've already had I've already had like five of these Munchkins today, waiting for you guys so to get here. What? That's also right. I just realized there's three Nicks in here. I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah. Down with Steven. Triple Nicks. Steven. So. So the reason why I bring up munchkins is one, because someone dropped them off at the office today and we like free food. Uh, but two, because everybody feels strongly about munchkins. When you're in that classroom, I don't know if they do that anymore, but somebody brings in a box of munchkins and sometimes they put that napkin down on the desk first and then the person with the box comes behind and sometimes you can pick one or you can pick two donuts. Nicole, if you're allowed to pick mm-hmm. one donut, what donut are you picking? What munchkin are you picking? Um... I think, well, it's hard because, it, you know, chocolate and glazed, I love them both. Okay. But I think usually I will go for a glazed. Glazed, Steven? Hear me out. Old-fashioned munchkin. Do they no. do They do an old-fashioned? There's no glaze, no yeah, nothing? Yeah, they do. Just, just regular old-fashioned. Okay. Big fan of the, like, cakiness of it. Okay. Nicholas? Chocolate. Chocolate glaze? Chocolate. It's like, glazed That's is a like a, a far second. 
yeah. far second. So far chocolate. So if you get to get pick two donuts, you're going two chocolates. I'll be honest. If I get to pick two, I'm one jelly, two glaze. Wait, we get to pick two? If I'm saying if this is the classroom and someone someone's <laughs> spending extra money, they brought fifty donuts instead of twenty five. Everybody gets to have two donuts instead of one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna do glaze and chocolate. Glaze and chocolate, Stephen. Two old fashions. Old fashioned and a glazed old fashioned. What's a glazed old fashioned? It's just it's it's the cake one. It's these guys. See if I can get it out. These guys. Wow. But they're glazed. Yeah, yeah. they're just thick. Yeah. They're gonna give you yesterday's munchkins. Yeah. These are kind of old. In fashion. We got these underneath the underneath the register. So, you guys, I got you guys these munchkins today. She did it. And it's for a really special reason. Can anyone guess what holiday it is? National Donut Day? No. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, last week actually was National Donut Day. Yeah? Someone at the DMV told me that. Yeah, so, so you know it's true. Coffee. So you know it's true. because Yeah, DMV. if you bought a coffee, you would get a donut. But today is National Best Friends Day. Hurrah! So I wanted to buy these to share them with my friends. Although you guys are not my best friends. Wow, we will <laughs> we will get into that today. Wow. We'll get into all the hot topic issues of you know, do you have a best friend? Can you have multiple best friends? Okay. Is that even possible? Yes. Um, but uh, have you guys all experienced having a friend that you would say is closer than everyone else? They're your best bud, your best pal, your best chum, your closest <laughs> pal. I'm pretty sure you said that pal twice, but maybe. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, some of you guys know him. He lives in a palace. Wow. We'll talk about Sam Salas Palace. Nick, do you have a friend? Yeah. Do you yeah. have a friend? <laughs> you have, do you have a closer friend, a best friend? Yes. Yeah. So uh, the reason why we invited Nick, Nick on today is because there's a running joke, uh, and I think it's more playful than it is harmful. Uh, that there is someone in our youth group named Corrado Spagai. The guy. The guy, Spagai. And uh, Nick, why don't you tell everybody about your unique friendship? You got to talk into the microphone. Yeah, sits behind me in social studies class <laughs> and is very good at map skills. It's, and I'm okay. Like a treasure? Like yeah, but he like, no, it's like, like, it's like a thing. And it's like, where's California? And then you click. But, and he's a bragger. A bragger. <laughs> Braggers guy? Calling him out. <laughs> Shots are fired. Is is he your best friend? Uh, I mean, yeah, one of them. He's one of my real closer friends. Good. You want me? <laughs> <laughs> you're one of my real closer friends. In proximity, meaning you're very close to me. Uh, <laughs> the reason the reason why I asked Nick to be on because we we kept joking when we were playing on doing uh, a podcast on friendship. Uh, Nicholas, o Nicholas and uh, Corrado always talk about their friendship as their nemesis, uh, their nemesis to one another, that they, as much as they enjoy being with each other and having fun with each other, they're at this constant competitive, you know, angle of your friendship, right? You said Cain and Abel. Yeah, yeah, Cain and Abel, <laughs> Jacob and Esau, Nicholas and Corrado. That's, that's how I have it planned out. They go together. <laughs> so today, um, yeah, we, we, we could definitely recognize how important friendships are. And so much of what we do at our youth group, we kind of promote, uh, no matter where you're from, we hope you feel welcome, loved, and cared for here, that the leaders here are Christians, 
that means basically, plainly, Jesus has changed our lives. And uh, we hope that students would, would grow in relationships with one another, friendships with one another, and also, most importantly, that they would grow in a right relationship with God because God loves us. And so uh, we really do. We promote that, that students that come to our youth group, that they would uh, belong, be cared for, and just have an awesome time together during these special years of middle school and high school. And so uh, t as being two graduates alum from our youth group over the years, uh, have you guys experienced friendship at youth group? You know, tell us a little bit about it. Like, what was your experience of, of, of developing friendships, growing in friendships? What did that look like compared to other places in your lives? Go ahead. All right. Um, for me personally, um, all of the friends that I have now, I would say, are from youth group. Um, a lot of the friends that I made throughout high school who didn't stay at youth group sort of just fizzled out of my life. Um, they sort of just took different paths, and um, it was just how it went, I guess. I don't really know. Um, like, Sam and I, we weren't, like, really close in high school, but um, after graduating, like, we got close just through sticking together and realizing, oh, we have a lot of similar interests. Um, and, yeah. Awesome. What about you, Nicole? Um, for sure. I think uh, my friendships that I, like Steven's experience, my friendships that I made in youth group are um, essential friendships that I have in my life today. Um, they're, they're people that I still see on a regular basis. Um, I can't say that. I don't know if I have, like, one best friend. I think I have, like, a bunch of different best friends yeah is that possible no. to have more than no what? it's impossible to have more than one best friend i think one if you put them all into a ring to fight out like, i think i could like name i think okay i think i can single out like one friend that's my best friend wow are you francesca does not count <laughs> and her name is francesca <laughs> um would you be comfortable and confident saying who it is or no do you, are yeah, you insecure? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I will, I'll tell it's you. It's going to start I'll, a riot. <laughs> I'll tell you who my best friend is. Okay, who's your, your best friend is Andy. My best friend's Andy. A hundred percent. Andy's my wife, and I love her. And I have really good friends, <laughs> friends that I've enjoyed my entire life. Some, some of my friends who are Christians, some of my friends who aren't. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, a lot of my friendships, all, no matter what their faith is, uh, I've, I've been blessed and fortunate with really, really good friends, people who care about me, and I care about them. But Andy... By far, it's just, it's like your, your donut situation. Andy's number one, and then there's a big gap uh, be Aww. between number two. So sweet. Yeah, we're going to use that, that face you just made. <laughs> that, might be, that might be the icon of this episode. So, I, okay, so then I'll say I have, like, one friend that's, like, my number one best friend, and then I have a lot of, like, friends who are, like, very close, like, on that level of best friendship. And that is? <laughs> um probably nick oh not you <laughs> <laughs> this guy. not him either another one wow another nick she loves herself yeah <laughs> yeah it's me you're smart enough you're kind enough and people really like you so this episode is brought to you by three nicks and a nicole that that likes a nick as her best friend and a steven uh, we we want to talk about friendships because we know this is that in the teenage years, nothing uh, is more fulfilling than having a close friend. It's vital. Uh, we were created to enjoy relationship, right relationship with each other. And especially during the teenage years of, of discovering who you are, 
Uh, of course, the most important, you may not recognize it now, but the most important relationships you should be enjoying outside of a relationship with God, we'll get to that, uh, is your relationship with your family. But the, the problem with that is, is that for so many of us, especially in these, these key years, we experience this like dissonance. Uh, meaning if, if when we were younger, we didn't see that there are things that are off or wrong or, or you know, our, our, our grandparents have issues, our parents have issues, our siblings have issues, and their issues affect us. And so sometimes those right relationships are impacted. Uh, and, and so it's so much, it's so important to have you know, a group of people in our lives that come alongside us to, uh, to do life with, right? And so we see in the very beginning of the Bible, uh, God created everything and it was all good, except it wasn't good that man should be alone, uh, it says. And, and God created for Adam, Eve. And, and we can see that that's clearly like a romantic relationship. But really, it's about companionship. It's about sharing life and life's adventures and life's experiences with someone else being tied to them. And so friendship is vital. Relationship is vital. The, the Bible says this, um, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Prover that's found in Proverbs 18, verse 24. That's a, the English Standard Version. I like this version. It's called the New Living Translation, uh, and, and it uses this. I think it's just really easy to understand. There are friends and if, if you're let's just listening to this there's quotes around friends which just makes a lot of sense there are friends quotes who destroy each other but a real friend sticks closer than a brother that that there are real people in our lives that are friends they're not just like the peripheral kind of hanging around us you know the furniture in our lives these are people that are intimately involved in our lives they know us and they stick closer than a brother and and as we think about our friends have we had people in our lives that we would say yeah, 100% we have people that are, are that close to us. For sure. And I, I mean, like you just said, it, it's really important to have people like that. And um, and I know that when I was in high school, I had a lot of um, I had a lot of friends that um, that we probably didn't uh, edify each other as well as we should have or done things that were. What does edify mean? Oh, sorry. Edifying is like building somebody up. So like encouraging them, um, wanting them to do well, uh, kind of just like being someone who is like a positive influence in their life. And like a lot of my friendships were just I had like a I had a good group of friends, but then I had like other friends as well that, you know, we kind of um, it wasn't you know, it wasn't. I don't know what I'm looking for here, but it wasn't like what it should have, like what the Bible says friendship should be. You want, it left you wanting more. Yeah, for sure. Steve, your, your relationships, obviously you said that your friendships uh, have, have stemmed from the ones that are meaningful and that are still exist from this youth group, from your teenage years. Uh, would you say that that's the difference? Is that a lot of your relationships are kind of found almost like a brotherhood? Yeah. Um, I would say definitely brotherhood, just being able to rely on them and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, like, there's times where we just don't really want to talk to one another. Um, just like uh, just those rough times, but like getting through those moments and like understanding one another yeah. has been really cool. For you, Nick, you, you so we kind of understand this, too, is like sometimes our families are off, but also sometimes our families like end up being so like I have a brother and a sister. I love them. Uh, we, we get each other. We understand each other more than other people would understand us. And so you have a you have a younger brother. Um, do you foresee your future? Because right now you're younger and you probably get into like little arguments here and there. But like, would you 
consider in the future, even probably now, that your younger brother, not only is he like close like a brother, he is a he is your mm-hmm. brother. Like he's a friend. Like do you ever do you ever consider that of being like someone that's important in my life who is a friend actually happens to be my brother? Yeah, well, we haven't we have arguments, but we like to do gen- generally the same thing and hang out and play the same games, and that does like have like there is like fights, but like at the end you can see that we're close. Like almost like you have like a closeness with your brother. Yeah, it's super important, and 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 unfortunately, sometimes in the teenage years, that kind of does grow apart. Um, but we we just when we look at friendships and we see how important they are, it's not by accident. You see, we were created by God to resemble, uh, to reflect who God is, and who God is, uh, as we understand it in the scriptures, is that God is so complex. He is three in one in forever relationship. I don't know if you've ever thought of that. That there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in perfect relationship. Three persons as one uh, that that actually mutually benefit or edify, was this word, mm-hmm. uh, encourage one another in their specific roles. And so uh, we as people being, uh, ident- you know, we're, we're, we're one uh, individual. The reality of it is, God bless you, the reality <laughs> of, of us living our lives is that we are not reflecting who God is by just being ourselves, but rather it, it best re- resembles uh, the, the biblical word is that we would enjoy fellowship or right relationship or the koinonia is like this Greek fancy word. And so when we're being the church, that's when we're actually getting to re- reflect how life is supposed to be. So like, what does that kind of look like though? Because you know, friendships and having good friendships can be really difficult. Um, <laughs> Nicholas over here is allergic to podcasts. <laughs> He's allergic to friendship. <laughs> um, it's hard, you know, to even right now in in our in my twenties and stuff, maintaining good and healthy relationships that look. You Why know, are you laughing, Steve? That look like. <laughs> Why shut up, Steven? I didn't say anything. Steven's doing that face because he knows I'm almost out of my 20s. No, she's, she's still got the two in there. <laughs> For now. Um, but I could reflect Pat on my 20s and see that it's hard to maintain Christ-centered yeah. relationships. So, like, what does it look like even in, like, middle school and high school to be a good friend to someone and have someone be a good friend to you? Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always, you know, as a pastor, I get to spend time with friends, and it's always interesting to to recognize, like, hey, like, where's your where's your friend that you're always with? Like, oh, we're not talking right now. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you're not talking? You guys are always, you've been friends forever. What happened? And it's sometimes it has something to do with like a boy or a girl that maybe they're interested in, and someone feels some type of way because they used to be a priority, and now they feel like they've been neglected, and so that really hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes uh, there's just this short-sightedness of like, hey, I said something that wasn't right. I asked them f- to forgive me, and they don't. And so our relationships kind of has this this broken point right now. I hope we I hope we work it out, but you know, honestly, I don't know if it will. And so kind of going in and out of strife in friendships is a part of being a friend. Uh, go working through problems. That's what good friends do. Is there's an issue here, and we need to work through it. We need to better uh, strengthen our friendship and. We definitely see how some friendships go by the wayside, and it's like, man, like I thought that was going to be a lifelong friendship. What happened? Yeah. And so I'm not sure if that's happened to you as you're listen, listening here, but it really does, it really does stink. Like it's a real bummer when you had someone in your life that you're like, man, we're going to be friends forever. We're going to be in each other's weddings. We're going to 
do vacation someday together. It's going to be awesome. And then you kind of see that fall off. Um, and I just think a lot of that's because we're, we get prideful and other people get prideful. And we're so unwilling to, to work through things and forgive each other uh, because we're trying to get something out of the relationship or someone else is trying to get something out of the relationship. And at the end of the day, being friends, having a right relationship with each other, it, it involves compromise. It involves not making it about you. Uh, it involves forgiveness and uh, doing hard things like, like saying truthful things in a way that can help each other grow. I think another really big thing of being a good friend is learning not to take so many things so personally. And if I, if I like knew that in high school, it would have saved me a lot of fights. Although I just took some things, I, although I just took Steven's looks personally. Wow. After you gave him But I'm munchkins. still learning. I'm still learning how to be a good friend. I'm glad you're learning to be a good friend, <laughs> But I think that... Um, that and Nick, you and I talk about this a lot about like becoming like unoffendable, yeah. and um, and Nick does that really well. You could like say you could call Nick just like a loser, and he'll just be like, "Well, the Lord loves you, and like how can opinion, I man. serve you today?" But I think that's like a big part because sometimes we go into relationships with a lot of baggage, and a lot of us have been through more than what we should have been through in life and we come in you know with stuff that our parents have taught us with experiences and ways of doing things that people may not and you know that's a that's a cause for friction so like understanding you know your friend's story and their life and vice versa I think that will clear up a lot of um like hindrance to being sure an open and like forgiving friend or something like communicating that yeah, at one side, there's definitely the ability to work and, and be a better friend to people. But there is this truth that we just come across is because sin is so real and it ruins everything, that there really is such thing as a bad friend. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've come across that. Like, this person's not a good friend to me. I'm constantly putting myself in there and I'm loving them and I'm caring for them. But they, they really treat me poorly. Uh, they really don't focus on building me up, right? Encouraging me rather than, like, tearing me down. Like, they just love to do that when another person joins the dynamic right this kind of happens usually in like girl relationships okay. there's like two is that unfair <laughs> is that unfair i mean uh, it happens in boy relationships specifically too, but. okay but when there's two friends and then there's another person come in it's like you know the the first two are, are friendly and the third person's kind of on the outs mm-hmm. but then oh no the first and the third person are together <laughs> but the second person on the outs, and it's just like all summer long that th- all three didn't come together and just enjoy being friends they were constantly competing and comparing with each other to become the friend. Oh, we're, we're, we're closer than the other one because it's really grounded in insecurity. Mm-hmm. We're, so, we're so insecure. But, but in that, like, we, could, we should be able to recognize this person isn't being a good friend to me, and they've shown that for quite some time. Their, their decisions are, are kind of self-serving every time. And over time, what that does is it puts you in a place where you're like, you know what, this friendship's not really... That doesn't mean you can't be loving to them and caring to them. But maybe what you need to do is you need to guard your heart and pull back from that friendship because it's causing you a lot of pain. I, I think some people unwilling, uh, unknowingly put themselves in, in areas where, like, they kind of get beaten up unnecessarily yeah. in friendships. I've heard a lot, like, I've heard a lot of people say that you are most like the five people that you hang around the most. I think that's, just, the, I don't know. You're the sum of your five closest yes. friends. Yes. So, and I think that's really true because... Um, 
you know, I, I don't know what I'm saying, but I think that's true because like, I'm just thinking back to like past friendships or myself in high school. I really was, if I was, you know, doing things I shouldn't have been doing, I was around people in that same boat but like when I was you know coming to youth group and hanging around people who hung out at youth group or whatever I wasn't I wasn't out doing and lying to my mom and doing like things that I shouldn't have been doing (gasps) (laughs) enter in crowd gas (laughs) so so first Corinthians 15 verse 33 says this do not be deceived bad company ruins good morals and I don't know if you've ever thought of that, is that sometimes when we start to hang out with a different crowd and maybe we're spreading our wings and maybe we're trying to figure out, maybe I've had these friends for too long, let me see what's going on. And there is such thing as bad company. People that uh, you would recognize aren't up to no good, aren't aligned with you and your convictions and your beliefs. And naturally, there's a compromise in life. In relationship, there's compromise. And so when we compromise our morals, or I, I think that, that that's written in such a way where it's kind of appeasing um, that Greek and Roman culture at the time. It's kind of using a phrase they would have normally used uh, back then. But, like, do we want to compromise in such a way that we become less like Jesus and more like the things that are, make this world so broken? Or do we want to have friends around us that strengthen each other? The scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man can sharpen another. And so instead of dulling each other out, you have the ability in your friendships to strengthen each other, to, to, to really put forth effort to making one another work through your weaknesses and your deficiencies and your difficulties. And I don't think we really do that very well in our current relationships, by and large. I think a lot of our relationships, whether they're in person, whether they're over you know, video chat, text messages, uh, video games, like we do a really good job of just busting each other's chops and making each other feel inadequate. I don't know if you've experienced, most of, most of middle school conversations, is it about building each other up or tearing each other down? Uh, te- tearing each other down. <laughs> <laughs> There's For sure. a lot of competitiveness, definitely, For in sure. every single conversation. Yeah, and, and I think we just need sometimes to recognize, sometimes we're all having difficult days, bad days. We need grace. We need to be built up and encouraged. And, and so I always, I always tell students, you can ch- actually change the the flow of your friendships if you were honest and caring and loving and like found the things in your friendships to celebrate uh that would be like the a a countercultural thing Mm -hmm. right is that if we're about if we're here about trying to see that jesus changes everything in our lives and uh culture is this stream of water that has a current that's going this this one way and it's so strong your entire life is about moving counterculturally and it's impossible in your own strength, but it is possible through him. And so that's, that's the kind of things is that when I'm with my friends, I can so easily become uh, a, a version that I think is no longer who Jesus has created me to be. I, he's making me a new creation. So uh, a couple of, couple of passages that I just think are really, really great uh, when we talk about friendships, okay? Uh, John chapter 15, verses 12 through 15, this says this. Uh, this is my commandment that you love one another. This is Jesus speaking that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. 
So here, here's like the craziest things is that when we're constantly looking at our friendships and we're competing and comparing, feeling the, our insecurity that like I need to be worth something to my friends and belong, right? And that's kind of why we say you're, you're welcome, loved, and cared for here is because you have belonging here. Your identity, your security is not based in who you're trying to make yourself be, but actually who Jesus sees you to be. And he sees you as his friend. Okay, Steve. Um, uh, this like made me think of when Jesus washed the his disciples' feet, and just like thinking of how he not only made himself human, but also humbled himself down to washing feet, which is worse than being a slave, because back then they didn't have Nike and Adidas and all these different types of shoes. Um, but like walked around and their feet would just get completely dirty, and so it's like, would you humble yourself to? serve your friend and so yeah i think i think we constantly see that the ways we go about trying to like establish our friendship is we want everybody else to know that we're not the chump in the group mm -hmm. but the reality of it is is if we're so willing to like serve our friends and love them uh the way the way of jesus's leadership is that of a servant leader and so it's so very countercultural. Their stream is going one way. Try to compete and compare and, and make sure whoever has the most followers and the most, like all these fake things, fake, fake uh, layers to say like, hey, I'm, I'm worth more than you. And in here Jesus is saying, you're worth, you're worth so much to me. Uh, I love you. You're not, you're not just a servant. You're, not just, you're my friend. And we really know that ultimately we have incredible worth found in Jesus because he, he lived a perfect life and he died for sinners like me. That even in my imperfectness, like in, in the way that I live my life, even in my insecurity, I'm looking for security. And what better security than having Jesus say, hey, you are my friend. You're my friend. I, I love you. I'm always going to be there for you. A, a friend like Jesus will never uh, try to show you up, leave you out of plans. He'll never say something in public just to hurt you so he feels better about himself. He'll never um, share something that's a secret to, to just make you feel like garbage in front of other people. I mean, there's so many terrible situations where good friends give life, but bad friends tear apart life. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is a really good friend. I think if we, I think if um, us as friends, like if we live in the truth that like you said, like if that we are already accepted by by Jesus, that there's nothing that we have to do to prove to gain his acceptance. It doesn't matter what we look like or anything like that. It really will like overflow into how you deal with people. Like if you live in the security of who you are in Christ, I, I really do think it influences how you treat people around you because again there's nothing to prove there's no there's nothing there's no more competition there's no more animosity you already know who you are in jesus and i think that is attractive to people and i think other people will um follow along with that as well for sure yeah um like in your group in your group especially your friend group there's so much competitiveness like and there's like bringing people down like oh you're not the greatest person at sports oh you don't have the greatest grades mm -hmm. and it's just like it doesn't matter we're all like we all have the same worth mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah if we look to so if we look to our grades our popularity our looks our athletic ability for our worth it's so shallow but if we understand the greatest worth any person can have is that 
in the eyes of God Almighty, we are perfect because Jesus is perfect. He sacrificed his life for us. We are so valuable because the Bible says this, is that he has set uh, his image on us, that we're uh, incredibly valuable. He calls us his most treasured possession. Like, that's our worth. We don't have to look to other people in our insecurity for our worth. You have incredible worth. And that changes everything. It really does change everything. Anything to add, Steve? No, just I was just thinking of a song and sort of something that um, I learned last summer was um, I went on this trip through Apex and the first week was uh, training and it was the president was there, not of the United States, <laughs> the president of the wow. uh, program. Um, he was, he had a model for us. Um, it was NL, no, yeah, NLNP, nothing to lose, nothing to prove. Mm. Um and then just even this song by the Grey Havens has that verse in their song, nothing to lose, nothing to prove. Awesome. And it was like just continual reminder of like, I am a sinner, but saved through Christ who died on the cross for me. And I can go in front of a crowd of people. And if I start stuttering, it doesn't matter as long as I'm getting what is I'm being called to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you feel like your friendships are constantly, you have to prove yourself, prove your worth, uh, achieve a certain thing to keep everybody. Th that's a really crummy friendship group. And, and we really, really hope that this church, this youth group would be a place where, you know, you're welcome, loved and cared for not only by the leaders, but you have the ability to develop these friendships. Most importantly, that you would develop a friendship with Jesus, which which changes every relationship you have. It, it, it did for me. I, I didn't look to, to try to achieve um, other acceptance or anything else like being loved and found in Jesus changed everything. And so uh, because of we have a right relationship with Jesus, um, the Bible says is that we become new creations. We get to put on a new self. We don't have to operate who we once were, like who we once were. We get to actually be created a new way. And so Colossians chapter 3, I, I think this is so cool. In your own Bibles at your house, highlight it, write it down. If you want to follow closely after Jesus, if you want to live differently than how you once were, and you say, hey, today I want to follow Jesus. I want to be a friend to those people in my life like Jesus is a friend to me. Check this out. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12. And following, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him that our relationships can look so different. It can kind of feel like church if you have a really good friends, good friends, because you're constantly encouraging each other to pursue that relationship with Jesus. And so uh, I'll let you guys kind of wrap us up. No, I mean, it really does. It really is true. I, re I remember um, when I first started coming to youth group, I would come to, uh, I would come here to church, the Ed building every day. 
after school just to ask um, Nick a bunch of questions like about Jesus and everything and it, that would like that happened for like a couple of months and then I started bringing and then I started talking about Jesus more and more like to my friends and stuff and um, my friends were like okay like we want to know what this is all about like why do you keep talking about this so then I started bringing my friends with me do you remember like I would bring my two friends at the time Kristen and Lizzie and we would sit here for hours with Nick and he would just talk to us about the Bible. And, um, and then like I would bring just like whomever, whomever wanted to listen, I would just bring with me to, to youth group. And that's why I bug all of, the, all of the kids now to bring their friends. And they always say I don't have friends, but that's a lie. But I always tell them to bring their friends because it really, it really does make an impact. You may not see it. it you may not like notice a significant change early on but it really does it really does have a huge impact um now to your friends yeah i think if you want to be a good friend and you want to have good friends the the greatest thing that could impact all of your friendships is jesus and so if you have chosen to follow after jesus or want to get to know more about jesus then invite others to come along with you to get to know jesus this is a place where you should feel welcome loved and cared for (laughs) right this is a safe like legitimately a safe awesome place where you can play games have memories weekend retreats uh, uh, service projects helping others in need like spending this concentrated time week after week we meet almost every week we very rarely take time off and that's purposeful because friends don't take time away from each other you do life together and and really our greatest hope is that you would see Jesus as your best closest friend and that that would impact every single relationship around you, that you would look at people around you, even if they're your frenemies or your nemesis, that you could obviously <laughs> laugh through that, and that you could say, hey, the current of just everybody, everything saying you should have an enemy, you should compete and compare with someone, that God would change your heart towards people, and ultimately you would see them as beloved people that God has created with a purpose and a hope. Um, and so we are grateful. I think this has been fun. Uh, I guess a couple things. Uh, if you can comment, you know, on wherever you're listening to, like the podcast, leave reviews, all that stuff is good for us. Yes. Uh, and uh, let us know if you want to be, if you want to join us like Nicholas did, join us on the podcast. We would love to have you. Uh, if you could let us know your favorite munchkin. Um, and if you could tell us, uh, tell us, you know, in your own words, what makes a good friend? Uh, what's, what's experiences you've had with friends? Have you made great friendships here at the youth group? We'd love to hear it. We cool. want to be the number one podcast in the world. So, wow. Subscribe. Well, we're grateful for, for Dunkin' Donuts for sponsoring this podcast. Sponsored by. I know. It's Nick only Nicastro. our second week, and Dunkin' reached out to us already to sponsor yeah. this podcast. So, if you haven't. It's because they miss me. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's like the FedEx arrow. Yeah. The FedEx has an arrow? Yeah. Next episode. We love you guys. <laughs> Have a great week. And uh, we'll hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Steven.